everybody it is episode 104 of should i play that got it right that time look at that it all all, yeah, all it did wow. was take i had to, I had to take what a week off yeah take it take a solid week off to sort of you know reset myself and uh here we are reset ready to go you know how they say if, if you're having issues with your phone or your computer or your wi-fi you just just turn it off turn it back on turn it back on everything everything doesn't doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter but um james rod what's going on how are you guys doing yo uh james you want to start i'm i'm feeling good man i'm feeling reset you know Mm-hmm. Had to turn things off and turn it back on again. It's been good. Um, getting back <laughs> to the swing of things at work. So I'm not like on that 14-day stretch anymore. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Good to have some breathing room. Um, yeah. Besides that, man, it's been good. What about you guys? What's been going on? Man, it's it's been smooth here as well. You know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about drinks. You know, what are we What are we sipping on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish you've been sipping. So, um, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm currently sipping on a little Tropicalia, uh, which is a creature comforts. I believe that's that's local uh, to Georgia. Uh, that's Athens specifically, uh, and they very popular with the Marvel crowd. There's a lot of people on set on, on during the Marvel movies drinking that. In fact, I think Thor in Endgame literally has a Tropicalia uh, mm-hmm. can in in the scene. That's pretty yeah. cool. I never noticed that. Yeah, I think it's the scene where like they visit him when he's playing Fortnite against like some twelve year old or whatever. Noob yeah. Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noob Master, right? Which is now canon, apparently, according to Microsoft, uh, because the um, you guys saw the new commercials with the Game Pass. So uh, Chris is like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Noob Master sixty nine is canon. Um, so Anthony Mackie was doing press rounds uh, for Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is the new Disney Plus series that released a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Microsoft was doing a collaboration between uh, the Marvel Studios and, and and Game Pass. And so they got Anthony Mackie to come in and kind of, you know, he's doing his Falcon thing. And he's talking to a guy at, behind the counter uh, of like a GameStop or some video game reta- retailer. And uh, the guy tells Anthony Mackie like, hey, yeah, this Game Pass thing is really awesome. Uh and I'm, by the way, my gamer tag is Newmaster69, <laughs> uh, which is the same gamer tag as the dude who was whipping on Thor, which is pretty fun. That's, that's fun. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's fun. I was. Does he now end yeah. up in the movie? Ah, uh, probably not. You know, yeah. I, I, probably not, but he should. He, but I, he maybe, should. Maybe, Thor, Thor 4? Yeah, Love and Thunder. I could see it. Maybe in, um, like, a Disney Plus show. Mm. Yeah, Loki. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, my friends. Uh, some of us were talking about, you know, our drinking habits during the the pandemic, and like I was. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was an alcoholic, but like I was <laughs> definitely drinking more beer or alcohol in general than like before. Especially in the first three to four months, it was like. Yeah, I'll have a beer here and there, um, you know, it, every other day after work. Like, it was like a relaxing thing. I wasn't drinking, like, three beers every day or something. It was, like, you know, once every other day. But honestly, with how, you know, just still we are so so sedentary, like, we're just so in one place the whole time. It just didn't feel good. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to slow down a bit. I'm going to maybe have one or two over a weekend. Um, but... 
I do like to have one during these shows. It's always fun, you know. You're, you're better than me. I was I was trying out different wines. I was trying out. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do beer. I really didn't do too much beer, but it was more or less wines and like liquor. So like. This is yeah. around, around this time last year. This is when we were talking about it before the show. Uh, Terramana, uh, the Rocks Tequila. Uh, yes, sir. It, it, that good stuff. It's um, it, I think it came out around this time last year, and you know we're in the middle of uh, quarantining, and I was like, hey, yeah, I got, I, I, you know, I got these these unemployment checks that are just stacking up, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. all this other stuff that I'm working on. Like I could, I could, I just want to treat myself. To try out some, yeah. some, you know, different liquors. So it's the people's yeah. tequila. It's the people's tequila. You have to. Yeah. It it's uh one of the coolest things I got was a like a little drink mix kit. So I got to sort of uh, learn how to mix my own like drinks. So then I stopped drinking beer as much uh, and kind of went a little bit more into into that in the last like you know four or five months or so. Yeah, that's been fun. It was like a Christmas gift or something, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really, it was a pretty thoughtful one because I've been saying that I wanted to try something like that for a while. Cause I, I mean, I drink quite a few mixed drinks, but I don't really make them like that. I don't have that much knowledge about it, but this kind of lends me a, a different sort of, uh, fun to the act of drinking. So it's not just merely me consuming it, which is plenty fun, but it's, Creating it, I think, is uh, it's just like cooking in a way. You know, um, you get to be creative. You get to learn about a whole other industry that, like, you may not be aware so, of. So it's it's really I cool. Say, I can see it, I can see it now, right over there, mixing some drinks, doing the doing the shake, yeah. Yeah. shaking there, <laughs> doing the, doing the, doing, the doing, doing, doing the flares, the behind the backs, the, the whoops, <laughs> all that, <Whoa>. yeah. <laughs> Man, when the second I can, man, when I can host people, like I would love to to get some folks together and and make some drinks for for people. So, I really would because my my old fashions, not gonna lie, are pretty good. I was gonna say that's Won't that's that's, that's homework. That. It means next time we do a uh, should I play that uh, meetup? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. saying. Yes. Said old fashions. Yes. I want to see. I want to see the whole like. It has to be. It has to be like. Um, what's that? What's that anime? Uh, the cooking anime. Food wars. Food wars. Yeah, it's got to be like super mm. dramatic, just like that. Just drink wars. <laughs> got you. No. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I got. I got to learn some some tricks of the trade too. I know you guys are well versed, so um, definitely. I'd say so. <laughs> Jay's like well, maybe, I'm, maybe. I'm a mix here and there. I wouldn't say I'm like a uh, a sommelier or a professional or anything like that. <laughs> but like like you said, it's like cooking. I just kind of enjoy putting yeah. flavors together and see what comes out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure both of you are are far better than I am. So, like, I love learning from people who have that experience and have that knowledge. So, uh, anything I can pick up from you all, so, I'm down so, for so sure. So, quick question to to round this up into back into gaming. What is what yeah. is your your game like? You're like you're having like a gaming session. Like, this is something where you, you you've had it planned out. You're ready to you're like you're sitting down. You're ready to game for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Hmm. Honestly, I'll be honest. So, like, mostly when I'm doing that, it's usually a multiplayer game. I don't. I very rarely drink and play games alone. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So, like, don't think I'm saying that at all. It's just not something I typically think about. Um, but when I am, and it's like Warzone is probably the the closest thing I can think of. Like, I play a lot of Warzone with friends, um, and I usually like loggers. 
like something that's easy. Hmm. Um, like especially if I'm going the beer route, I'll, I'll do like a lager of some kind. Um, but I do enjoy again in old fashion with my Call of Duty. Um, it seems it seems right to me. Um, you know, I've had a couple recently while playing Warzone. And, you know, it's just, it's fun to sit back and do that, you know? Hmm. Yeah. James, what, what about you? Um, I would say if I'm sitting down for, like, a nice long session, it's definitely, like, a a, a beer kind of night. Um, mm-hmm. I really seem to like the Belgian wheats. I've just noticed mm-hmm. that for myself over time. Mm-hmm. Um, between, like, the shock tops and the blue moons and stuff like that. It's just, it's a nice flavor, smooth. You're not getting too, too drunk if you can't play. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a nice yeah. little like it's a group session kind of drink, man. Y'all making me look bad. <laughs> whatever's in the kitchen, whatever's in the fridge, whatever's in front of me, like it don't matter if it's wine, it don't matter if it's if it's yeah. beer, if it's like you know heavy liquor, it doesn't matter if it's a four loco, bro. We don't do oh, those anymore. Oh. We're, we're, we're talking about college drinks now. Do those <laughs> yeah, he's talking about playing Warzone. That's a four loco night. That is a four loco. <laughs> Original four loco. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, in long. the news four loco. It's not the same. Yeah, y'all, y'all kids don't mm. understand. One one four loco will like topple a man. Ruin his whole career. Whole career. <laughs> but these new ones, like, I mean, these new ones. Yeah, Got you got to at least drink like two or three to, to get Man. the same buzz. Yeah. Got some stories we got to tell off air about that. <laughs> All right, so um, you know we are a gaming podcast. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and Eventually. jump. We're gonna go ahead and jump into the games. Uh, what we like doing at the beginning of every episode or episode like beginning ish is talk about what we played over the past week. So uh, starting with you, James, what you been yeah. playing? So. This is a repeat of last week if you tuned in. I've been um, sticking with Outriders, trying to spread myself too thin. Um, still not through with the campaign. This is a long game. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting to have this much to do. But it's yeah. not it's not Borderlands long. Okay. Because like I'm not I'm not trying to jump into another long game. Right. Yeah. Um I feel like James, by the way, just real quick, uh, your recommendation from last week got someone to try it for sure. Like I know for a fact. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like you were eff- you were giving it effusive praise, but you were like, "Yo, check this out. This might be cool for you." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was a good. It was a good thing. I was I was really interested in it, and I'm I'm curious how your thoughts came over to week two with this. Well, I'd be glad to fill you in. So, um. I guess most of my thoughts from last week still remain true. The combat loop is very much fun. Uh, the loot system is probably the best loot system in a game I've played. Outside of maybe Diablo. Diablo's loot's really good. Um, Borderlands 2 loot was really good, too. But just the way that they um, that they make it easier to interact with between the ability to um, mass the loot by rarity or one button to pick up all items along the field so i'm spending less time like just scrolling through menus and trying to get rid of all this extra junk also Mm -hmm. the fact that the weapons don't feel like junk because even if you don't need them for mod parts you can use them for um special perk um shards and use those shards Mm -hmm. to instill those perks on the different items so everything has a purpose which is really nice um but this week, I've also noticed a bit more of the annoyances that start to crop up. 
Hmm. One, and me and Chris were just talking about this. The map system is flat out useless. Hmm. Um, so the way that the game works is, of course, in your menu screen you have the overworld map, and it gives you everything sectioned out. Um, marks off what um, objectives are going to be in which area. So if I'm in the quarry, I have this objective, that objective. If I'm in the forest, I have that objective, this objective. And it'll show that you are here. But their version of you are here is the waypoint that tra- that teleports you into that specific area and not where you are on the map physically. So figuring out where you're going, especially when using the mini-map, which gives no detail of the landscape, um no outlines of anything to so like if i'm heading towards the right direction there's no compass markers there's no north south east none of that it's just the like that that blank little triangle and the radar system and then the um, objective marker but i don't know what objective it is i don't know which direction i should be going and sometimes the markers just aren't even in the right location I've, I've spent a couple times during this week running in the opposite direction because the waypoint's telling me to go here, and it's not even the right objective. It's something I completed oh, wow. before. Oh, man. Huh. Yes. Huh. So okay. that has been a nuisance. I will give the game that. <clears throat> but as far as <clears throat> other bugs, um, my experience has been really good. I've heard a lot okay. of people that can't get into the game. I've heard about a lot of people that are crashing every few minutes or so. I haven't had a single crash, which is... That's hard. That's, that's the wood knocking there, <laughs> which is fantastic. So props to you guys. People can fly for that. Um, and I'm also playing on Xbox, so I don't know if that varies depending on your console. But um, gameplay wise, it's a smooth game. Again, not the prettiest game, but it runs well, at least in my experience. Definitely needs to fix that map system. Um, I think that's probably the biggest drawback. But don't go into this okay. game expecting. A blockbuster. This is a B movie. Um, this is a B game, but it's not a bad game. It's fun. So, so that, I still recommend it. I, was, I think once it gets patched, it'll be even better. I was gonna say it sort of adds even more value. So I don't even have to say it. I don't even have to say it. You know where it's adding more value to? <laughs> to, the, to the best value in gaming. Yes. Because hmm. yeah, after, I mean, I I'm I'm I'm, the, I'm at the point where I'm sort of burned out of looter shooters mm-hmm. and you know i i was supposed to play with um you know sh- shout out to base squad i was supposed to play with uh Kier for with um i think division two because they sort of uh ended i think season four and then like went back and like re-rolled season one so you could go back and redo all that all the old content and i just haven't had i just yeah. haven't had any time to like, even like play it like i've i've started the game and like seeing like the jump to ps5 like it's cool which, mm-hmm. in the sense of things, comparing it to the Xbox, like there is like a like a visual difference between the two. The Xbox does, you know, it. I think the resolution's higher on uh, the Series X compared to the PS5, but um, it still run, it still runs solid on the PS5. You know, I wasn't you know complaining about performance or anything like that. But um, yeah, like hearing hearing what you're saying about Outriders, it. I I am so happy that I'm able to just download it and just try it out through Game Pass. And I feel like that's what's helped keep my feelings so positive on it. Mm. If I had dropped 60 on this, I might be feeling a little bit more weary. Yeah. Like, eh, about it. But since it's already included in my bill, <laughs> like, whatever. 
it's it's yeah. been a fun experience. It's just an, a fun enhancement, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's worth noting too that this game is doing really really well sales wise. Really. Um, so yeah, uh, it's been consistently charting pretty high on Steam on the Steam charts and on the Xbox Store charts. It was like number one or number two. Um, I mean, and that's with I find it significant because we talk so much about Game Pass and the value that you know it may or may not have to some, um, you know, does Game Pass, like, ruin the value of games? That's been a big question. This is the first third-party game uh, that's a day one on Game Pass. So I do think it's significant in at least bringing it up to say that, hey, Square Enix still selling a shit ton of copies of this, despite, you know, quote-unquote, giving it away. Uh, there are still a lot of people who want to own a game that they're interested in, uh, despite it being on Game Pass. Because you never, you, you don't really know how long that contract's up. Like, it could, they could pull it off, like, in two months, and we, we just don't know. Um, so if you're really enjoying it, or if you just feel like supporting the devs, then, like, yeah, it's a, it's a good good purchase to make. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Oh, see, I didn't know about that, so I am glad you brought that up. Mm. And I'm, I'm glad that this price model seems to be working. Because mm-hmm. I even thinking about I even think about um Rocket League was probably my first experience with one of those like day and date free games, quote unquote mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. deal, and it sold me on the game completely. And then I was like so in love with what they did, I wanted to go out and support anyway. So I bought all the DLC because right. I felt like I had, mm-hmm. I had gotten away with a steal. Yeah. And so to see that that people were still trying to buy this game and the support could very well be there from the community. They said that if it supports different the community, we're going to get more content in the game. So it's a win-win. If, if we're just saying it's like going to continue, I think we're in a good spot. Yeah. Our writers could be in a really nice spot this year. Hmm. Nice. Very nice. But um, besides that, I have not been playing much in terms of video games. But I did want to shout out a couple of things that I have been playing in other medias. Um, one is a quick song from um, this artist named Moray. It's called Quicksand. I've been jamming hey. literally all week. Hey, yeah, that's a good song. To the party. I am yeah. really late to the party, but that that song is yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got that guy's got some good stuff. He's from uh, I think he's is he from Fayetteville? Yeah, I I Fayetteville, North Carolina. I used to go there. I stayed I stayed in Fayetteville with my grandparents like as a kid in in the summertime. So I'm very familiar with with that area. Nice. Uh, yeah, and he's got some good music. I've, I'm familiar with him. Yeah, oh, he's made cool. a fan over the past week or so. You have to send me a link. I have no idea who y'all are talking about. Say no, le- say less, fam. I got you. <laughs> um, but besides that, give him a listen. I've also been uh playing this little show from Amazon uh, Video called Invincible. Good mm. stuff. Um, okay. Amazing stuff. It's, it's yeah, it's an amazing show. It's um, it's a superhero based cartoon show, but think more along the lines of The Boys than your Marvel or DC fair. Um, and the fact that it's not afraid to just kind of get to the realism that would come with superpowers and dealing with that on a day-to-day basis and the violence that yeah. comes from it. Um, it's just a really interesting concept. You basically, the your main character is basically the son of Superman and he is getting to understand his powers and the superhero world that he belongs in while also navigating the the issues of being a teenager, that classic kind of trope. But it's cool to see him, like, familiar with all of these heroes and looking up to all these heroes to then working alongside them 
and finding this place in the superhero community while also balancing dealing with basically the Nick Fury of this world and um, other things I don't want to spoil. But let's just say that there's more going on and every episode it's like got a new twist to it. So definitely would you, give that a watch. Would you, would you, highly recommend would you say the, the main character is, is Deku without crying? Man, you guys, you guys are gonna stop talking about Deku like I mean, that. You're gonna, you're gonna stop talking about him like that. I can say that. He's, yeah. yeah, he's the same kind of setup. Like he's supposed to have powers, doesn't have powers. Powers finally come in. Mm-hmm. He is Deku, yeah, Deku without, minus the crying. Minus the crying. And a little bit more game. Yeah, a little bit more game. Yeah. So, so yeah. Man, Rod, Rod, Rod was like, "Yo, we're gonna stop this Deku slender." <laughs> I, man, I, I just, I've heard so much of that. Like, okay, so the, the, the thing is, like, I've heard, I'm not, you guys didn't say this, but, like, I've heard from other people who I talked to about that, about My Hero Academia. If you're not familiar, that's an anime. It's very popular. Uh, it's about superheroes, basically. Um, but the thing is, like, a lot of people say that first season of Deku, he's, like, whiny. I never, he never came off as whiny to me. Like, he came off as, like, someone who clearly, like, wasn't able to accomplish what he wanted to and then was suddenly thrust with this great this great power uh and felt responsibility to use it like as wisely as he could i don't know i just and i don't want to get too off topic i we just talked about anime last week chris you missed it um (laughs) uh i should say atlanta talked about anime last week um but but yeah i don't know i i i also relate to deku in a lot of ways so maybe it hurts me when i hear that too i'm just like (laughs) I take it personally, um, but no, I, I think, look, look, yeah. look, it's all love. It's all love. All right. <laughs> nah, there it is. <laughs> for all your listeners, I just lifted up a cup and Deku's on it. Believe it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, about um, Invincible, actually, I've, I've heard that the compendium, uh, which is, I think it's like the first 50 issues, I want to say, of that comic is really outstanding. So I've, I've been on the search, actually um for like to look out for that and, and i might i might get into reading that and then perhaps watching the show i've heard the show's good it so quite good shout out to jk simmons also doing his thing on the voice oh he's in oh, it yes he's in it okay <laughs> <laughs> excellent all right but yeah um that's what i've been playing not too much else going on this week so i'm gonna pass it over to my man rod you got something interesting right. for us this week it seems what have you been playing sir? I- I, I do. I have something really, really interesting to bring up uh, today. I want to do a, qu- a couple quick fires, though, so I don't have them on the dock, but just a few things I wanted to shout out real fast. Um, so I finished a couple games. I finished Little Nightmares and Alan Wake, uh, both of them. So I was, I was chipping away at those for like the last month, I feel like, and these are not very long games. Uh, but it felt like they were worth pointing out here because uh, Little Nightmares is... Really, really good. Um, I'm upset I waited like four years to play it, but I'm glad I did eventually. Uh, there's a sequence in that game towards the end that I thought was just stunning. Um, and if we were doing like categories or something for game of the year, of like, I don't know, best sequence or moment or something, I would definitely, I would have definitely nominated it. Uh, it was, it was fantastic. Um, and it actually got me really hyped to check out Little Nightmares 2, which I will hopefully be doing uh, soon, I'm going to knock out a couple other things on my plate, but um, I would like to get to that. Um, Alan Wake <clears throat> is a game where I feel very split on that. I feel like it is control with bad gameplay. Not bad gameplay, but b- more bland gameplay, I would say. <laughs> um, it, 
And I and because it's got like and I mean I really don't mean for that to be like a super bad slight because like the game is generally good and I would still say it is a good game. It's just what you do in the gameplay is in hour one is the same thing you're doing in hour 15. Mm. Um, and so you're constantly running around, shining your light on these shadow figures and then shooting them twice to kill them. It's just like, that's the game. Um, and that's, that's the gameplay portion of it. But everything around that is so good. The writing, the character work, the world building, all of the things that make Control spectacular, uh, like that is what you have. Um, in Control, you had the, um, what was it called? The puppet show that they did? Some, the something kids. Oh, um, that weird like video. Um, what was that? Yeah, you know what I'm talking yes. about. I can't remember the name though. Yeah, it was like this in-universe explanation that they would have for like a lot of the weird occurrences that would that would take place within the old house. Um, and and so they Alan Wake has a section like that called In Night Springs, and it's a TV show that is basically Twilight Zone, but also played with real actors, and it's pretty cool. It's a really neat idea. Uh, that I think is great, and it makes you want to consume every little bit of of this world. So I also thought that was worth shouting out because it is on Game Pass. Both of the oh no, Little Nightmares is not on Game Pass. It's, it was on Games for Gold, like I think in January, and Alan Wake is on Game Pass. I would still recommend checking it out if you're into a good story or if you're like wanting that. Um, if you want to be entertained by gameplay, maybe don't play it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was still worth a play for me. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, Halo 5, I have not played Halo 5. I was really trying to hold off until we got to Halo 5, and I'm still going to hold off. I did put, I did press A, I did open the, I launched it, because I just couldn't, after I finished Halo 4, Krista, you missed it last week, so I talked about how I finished, like, the Master Chief Collection solo run, and now I'm waiting to do the co-op run with you guys. Um, and after that Halo 4 ending, I was like, I have to know where they are taking this shit next, and... With Halo 5, man, I don't know, guys. They may have fucked up Halo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Fuck. I really am anticipating like playing that with you guys because I just need to know what you think. It's, re- it's way too early, and I don't know if I'm going to really go through it and finish it. I think I might just wait till we all get there and play right. it together. Um, but, man, I, I don't know. I have reservations is how i'll just put that um and the last quick fire i want to talk about real quick is wild rift man chris i played a mobile game wild rift it is yes <laughs> i i played it um i talked about about it last week a little bit or more in depth uh, and i've been playing like a few games you know every other day like it's it's really pretty cool i, I played some today actually mm-hmm. Um, and Wild Rift is League of Legends. It, it's the basically the mobile version of that game. But do not, do not mistake that for it being some pared down version of League of Legends. It is straight up League PC with practically everything except all of the heroes. I think there's like forty something champions, and the PC version has like a hundred and almost one hundred and sixty. So I mean, to even bring over a quarter of those like is still pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. They're gonna have plenty of time to do it. I know people. I know people who are dropping PC League to play this. Um, that's wow. how one to one it is. Is it is it because yeah. it like just the community is fresh? Maybe. Um, that's part of it. It's 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 part of partly that, but it's also partly because the game is um, you know it does have less 
yeah, it's shorter, has less champions, it's easier to manage right now in terms, in terms of balance. Um, the matches, just like James said, is about 15, 20 minutes on the top end. I very rarely have 20 minute games. Um, my games usually are around 15 minutes. Um, and the pace in general is accelerated. So in league, you're usually ending a game around 30 to 40 minutes. Um, and the progression is just really slow. Like you're getting, you're gaining levels very slowly, like maybe every five minutes, but here it's, you could get, you could jump a few levels in a couple minutes. Um, so it, it's awesome. It's intuitive. I'm playing it on my iPad right now. Uh, and I feel like that's the best way to play it at the moment, unless you just have like an XL or whatever the new iPhone, like the large iPhone is. Um, I do think that you need like a good bit of real estate, but it might change. So like I have a smaller phone. I haven't tried it on my phone yet, uh, an iPhone 8 specifically. So I, it may scale, like the camera may scale to whatever phone you're using. I'm not sure. But all I know is it looks gorgeous was, on my I iPad. I was disappointed because um, I, I downloaded it too last week and it didn't work. It didn't okay. work for my backbone. It doesn't, it doesn't have, it doesn't have. Oh, control. really? Next question. It doesn't have, uh, yeah, it doesn't have uh, controller support. I can, so I feel like that is kind of bullshit because, like the fact that it doesn't, because it, there's supposed, supposedly console versions coming of Wild Rift. Mm. That's, that's mm. the rumor. So they're basically doing Wild Rift. Whenever it appears on PlayStation, Xbox, whatever, uh, it will be Wild Rift. Um, that will be what it's called. Um, and I don't know why it wouldn't have controller support at this juncture. I will say that the touch controls take it from me as someone who does not game on mobile a lot, not because I really hate it. I just never really think about it all that much until Chris, you mentioned something and I'm like, oh yeah, I should play that. Um, like that, that company game you talked about like a couple weeks ago, like I was really interested in, I, I downloaded it, um, and haven't played it yet. I will get to that. I promise. But, uh, the touch controls for Wild Rift, ace, like so good. Um, I really don't have an issue with like the virtual thumbstick and the, and like the four little dials that you, that reside with your skills and your attack button. I don't have an issue whatsoever. Um, it's really quite a cool game. Uh, and I haven't played a MOBA like this in a minute. So there's even a rank system. There's like a, a ladder, uh, there's casual games. Uh, they have disabled voice chat amongst your team though. So you can only talk to people on like who are actually in your party. So I, I hooked up with a friend where we just kind of got together and we started uh, just kind of chatting in our little party. You can text chat your team, I believe, but you have to enable that in the settings. So the Riot has really gone the extra mile in terms of like, hey, we're trying to foster a good community here. <laughs> so yeah, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. I highly recommend checking it out. Even if you're not into MOBAs, I think it's cool. You know what's crazy? Riot? All right, so what's up? Like that night after you mentioned it the first time, I saw my first ad for Wild Rift, huh. and they have mm. not stopped since. Huh. Oh wow. So, uh oh. Thank you for that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another, I'm dooming you for another seven days. I'm sorry. Good job. Dude. Um. <laughs> so the other game I want to mention really quickly. This is the one I kind of want to talk about more in depth. Was it takes two? This is Joseph. Is it Joseph or Joseph? Faris. I think. Yosef? Okay. Um, his game is the, the Fuck the Oscars guy. Um, you, got, you all know him. You love him. Um, he made Brothers and a Way Out. Uh, I like those games. Uh, you know, Way Out is like kind of campy, but, but it's fun. And there are a lot of... I thought there were good moments in that game. Uh, and It Takes Two, if you have played either of his previous games, is like that, but on 
steroids. And I do think that it is the best version of one of those games. This might be like the ultimate co-op game. And if I may be so bold to say that if we were to have a... Chris is already like, what? <laughs> if we were to have a game of the year right now, this would be a contender for me. Really? 100%. This game is spectacular. I did not think that I would uh, say that. So I was say it, it is April, is sir. Really it is April. It is April. Hey, I thought it was wrapped up with Bowser's Fury. I thought it was wrapped up already. I was like, hey, gaming doesn't get much better than this. Mm -hmm. And Joseph Farris already, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I am so sorry. Uh, but he proved me wrong. He proved me wrong. I'm just, I'm just saying, though, I'm not saying it would be top tier, but it would be in the running. Like, it would be on, like, the list in terms of this is what should be nominated. Um, it's, it's everything I look for in a game. It does the thing that I really love in these type of uh, experiences where it gives you a particular mechanic or an idea for, like, 30 minutes. And then after you complete that section, it completely it throws everything out and says, okay, now we're doing something else. We're on to something different now. We gave you, uh, we gave you, like retractable nails and a hammer and like. It, so let me give you, let me paint this picture actually. So if you're not aware of what this game is, um, it is a completely co-op experience. That means that you cannot play this solo. The menu does not have a play single player option. Uh, you can only play local, or you can only play online. When you're playing the game, it maintains a split screen. So just like a way out, where it 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 always it either comes together, the screens kind of coalesce into one or it stays split and you are it's it's viewable at all times that's pretty much the same idea that you have here so you're always able even if you're not sharing a tv you're always able to see the other person's screen at all times um and under certain circumstances someone's screen might get bigger or smaller depending on what's going on with um with the situation and the conceit the narrative conceit is that the, these parents are getting a divorce, and it's really fucked up, actually. Like, this is not like a dating game. This is not like something that is really great material to say, hey, babe, let's play this that. lovable... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can certainly play it with your partner. I would just warn them ahead of time. Like, I would be like, hey, this isn't, like, going to be some lovey-dovey thing. It's going to be about these two people who fucking hate each other uh, at first. And, and so, yeah, not trying to say anything. Honestly, kind of. It might be worse than Overcooked in that regard. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but but I will say that. Uh, but but that's that's the the start of the story. So these two parents are getting divorced, and they're telling their kid who uh, they're like, "Hey, uh, mommy and daddy, we're going our separate ways, basically." And the kid has like made dolls of their parents and like cries on them essentially because like obviously this is devastating news to this like six year old girl, and um, and when. So the, when I think the parents like go to sleep or something, or they just leave, and it's some time passes, and they wake up and they are in the dolls' bodies, and they have inhabited these wooden dolls, and so it becomes sort of like a Toy Story situation where like they they are like yay big, but like the world is ginormous, and so you kind of traverse your way through like their shed. So you their shed is is like basically <laughs> it's basically like hell for these these workman tools because <laughs> the the wife is like a um the wife is like a, a like a hobbyist she like uh it's it she enjoys crafts and things like that so she's has a lot of um tools like hammers and nails and things like that 
but they haven't been used in a while because she has a new job and she's been neglecting those responsibilities or those those hobbies and so her her tools are just in the shed and they're just like all fucked up and their hammer doesn't even have a like the head is detached from like the head from the body and it's just like yo i need my body back it's fucked up like so some things in, in this game are like really dark but um but it but it's all presented in this like whimsical sort of pixar-esque fashion um even down to the art style and so an example of what some of the gameplay would be in that instance, so in that particular area, and I do not want to spoil many of the mechanics because part of the fun in this is just going in blind and not knowing what you're about to play. Because again, every like 30 minutes, it's almost like a different game. So in this shed, you one of you gets uh, the hammerhead and one of you gets uh, nails that almost act like, the nails act like Thor's hammer where you can throw them and then you press a button and it comes back to you. Uh, and you get up to three of them. And so what you do is the person with the hammer, which is the uh, the, the wife, the person with the hammer can, like, obviously beat nails in and, like, basically make certain maneuvers, uh, like, work. So, like, pulley systems, things like that. Like, it can make... Wait, what's that, Chris? Oh, uh, no. It's... <laughs> uh, no, uh, James crashed. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yes, he did. Yep. Oh, that's a perfect case. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah so, oh, go no, 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 so keep going. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so basically what happens is like we, you can throw the nails and the person with the hammerhead can like swing off of them. So you're basically creating makeshift platforms um, uh, during this, this sequence. Um, and it just kind of presents itself as really fun little puzzles that you can do. And that's just one example of of the kind of gameplay that this this offers. Um, I, I I honestly think really like this game a lot. Uh, it's it's quite intriguing, great. There's even sequences again without spoiling too much that are remis, rem, reminiscent of like Portal Two, um, which yeah, that is a high compliment because Portal Two is great. Oh man, Portal Two is such a great game, especially like when you think of like co op games, like. Yeah, That's... I think, I mean, look, when I say that, I don't say that lightly. Like, this isn't something I'm just, like, throwing out there. It really is Portal 2 in a lot of ways. And I think that It Takes Two could be, like, the gold standard for for a lot of co-op experiences. Like, who else is making games like this? Like, where games that must be played with someone else? Uh, with, with the kind of, like, every single design decision in this game has been thoroughly thought out. And also is fun no matter who you're playing as. Because each character, you're not playing the same experience either with each character. You're getting unique uh, challenges and obstacles to participate in uh, depending on who you're playing as. So that's also really cool. Hmm. So, so so you're saying that this game isn't a... I mean, is, is it still like a good co-op game to play with, you know, your significant other? Or is it... Well, how do you feel about that? Like how I many? How wait wait? So, wait, um, so how are you are, are you playing with a friend? Yep yep. Uh, Elena and I okay. are playing that actually. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was thinking about playing it with my partner, but I was a little bit worried about the difficulty curve just because um, you know we play we do play a few games together for sure. She's not like a hardcore gamer or anything like that. She doesn't play games like I do, but 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 she is. She she's knows her way around a controller. Mm-hmm. Like she's not like. You know, she's not like a grandma, you know, she, she can work, uh, you know, the buttons, the analog stick, all that stuff. So, um, but I, it's, it's, 
but I, I am cognizant of experiences that are a little too difficult or a little bit complex. Like one of the first things it asks you to do is like uh, an extreme platforming measure, which is like double jump, then dash in midair um, and stuff like that where, I don't know, unless you're doing like, you're playing these kind of platformer games semi-often, I don't know, I would worry a little bit about it, but I would say in regard to that, if you do have a partner who's like really adamant about playing with you and you would like to do that, I would recommend it because the the um, the forgiveness is there. So when you die in this game, as long as one of you is alive, the other, you don't get a game over. Oh, okay. So it's not like Halo Legendary, where like you have to start over with checkpoints. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you, if one of you dies, you have to just basically tr tap triangle around like this heart shape, like really hard and fast. And then you, they'll come back to life. They'll respawn as long as one of you is alive. And that's, that's the whole game. So if both of you die, then you do have to restart, uh, to a previous checkpoint. But if that happens, the checkpoints are super, super generous. So no need to worry there. So I would say that be, be cautious of it. I, I would say you just warn them ahead of time, um, about like, you know, maybe not warn, but you know what I mean. Just let them know that it might require a little bit of dexterity with the controller. Um, it's not something, it's not super, super simple. Um, but I don't think it's like mind-numbingly difficult either. It's, it strikes a, a balance. Um, it depends on the type of person that your partner is, I would say, honestly. So, um... <laughs> yeah, I'll let you hold that. <laughs> so, so, so I guess when I have some time, me and you could do a call playthrough sure okay. sure okay, sure, sure. Like, and like, play this like i was really close to picking it up maybe like a week or two ago and just it, yeah. it, for one just like i said uh, before i began the show just uh, just timing you know um, yeah but two like yeah that, that's also like uh i was worried that the game may have been i don't want to say too hard but just yeah you know as a platformer those games are different it's not a shooter where you could you know shoot yeah. your way out of you know, right. uh, uh, situation, but I, I, I guess exactly. I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll pick it up eventually. I'm not. I'm like I. It always looked interesting, like the whole you know, yeah, honey, I shrunk the kids aspect. Yes. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to eventually playing this game. Yeah, I think you should, man. I really think you should. Um, at some point, it really is special before the year is out, certainly, because I, I do think by the time we get to the end of 2021, I. I, I will probably still be thinking about this game, um, just in terms of the creativity. Um, you know, it, it's it's truly an experience. If you are interested, though, uh, if you decide to not play with your partner and you're like, ah, I need somebody to play this thing with, uh, if you buy it, you do get a friend pass. So just like a way out, someone can play it completely for free, completely for free. Uh, so then that's how Elena's playing it. I I purchased it, and she's playing off of my copy basically, and it's the same game. Like you're missing nothing. Uh, for both of you, so yeah, so, so, it's a good way. So, to, so essentially, to play. they're just giving you an extra copy of the game. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and everyone. What, what how it works is that um, you download the friend pass from um, from the PlayStation Store or Xbox Store, wherever you're getting it from, and that version uh, is what you use to play. So the person with the game sends the invite, and the person with the friend pass application starts it up, oh, and it's in, there in the okay. game. So it's like a completely yeah. different it's, application. It, yeah, exactly. Wow, that's, exactly. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, they did it. They did the same thing with a way out. That's how I played a way out. Okay. Because my yeah, my friend purchased it, and I just used the friend pass on it, and I played it for free, basically. Hmm. 
Um, so, and I, that means that I could play this game with anyone I wanted at that point. Like, I don't, like, it's not like I gave the pass to Atlanta and only she could play it. Like, I could give it to you and me and you could play it. Or James and me and him. Oh, is that how that works? Huh. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. That's actually, yeah. that's actually really cool. That's yeah, cool. it's really cool. Um, if you want a demo version of it, I believe if, even if you download the friend pass version, I believe you get a demo of it. So if you were interested to say like, hey, I wonder if my partner would be like cool with this game, then I think, don't quote me on this, but I believe you can download that version and uh, and get a, like play the first few, like first 30 minutes or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give that a shot. Try and make yeah. some, some you, time for it. You should. It's, it's really good. It's also very funny. Um, I, I have been laughing quite a bit. Um, it's, it's, it's got a good heart. It's got a good heart, and and I enjoy that. It's bright. It's colorful. Yeah, there's some dark shit in it. It doesn't start like the best, but um, but it does have a good heart to it. So I'm 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 excited. I'm excited to to continue playing it to finish it up. Um, I want to say we might be like midway, maybe a little bit past midway. Um, it's not short. Like we've had some extensive sessions at this point. We've probably played for like six hours, possibly maybe more. I, it's apparently like an eight to twelve hour game. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's in, like, like I said, the, the idea of having different, um, experiences every like 40 minutes or so is just, it, it, just amazing. I can't believe like they basically made like five games in one and I just can't believe that they did every single idea that they came up with could be its own game. That's pretty cool. So I'm pretty, I, I guess that like even yeah. in the process of like even making that game, that's, that just sort of seems like it's fun because mm-hmm. you're not stuck in a certain box. You have like these different boxes that you get to, I guess, play around with. That's pretty cool. Ex- exactly. And it's not even like I've disliked any of the sections because I was about to use the example of, well, if you don't like one section, you don't have to stick with it for more than an hour. But honestly, every single thing that they do, they've pulled off like almost effortlessly. Hey, James. Hello. Uh, what um, I miss? Every single... Every single, just finishing up, it takes two. Um, every single section that they've done gameplay-wise, they've just pulled off flawlessly. Um, I've gone from, like I said, portal-esque setting, uh, sections to uh, bullet hell shooters to platforming, conundrums, like all sorts of stuff. Shoot, Basically, straight-up third-person action shooters. Like, it's puzzles. It's insane. This game is fucking crazy. It's like they threw everything, including the kitchen sink. In That's there. crazy. I'm just, so. I'm sort of just, like, sitting back, seeing how they scaled, like, understanding how, like, the whole friend pass works. Essentially, like you said, you <laughs> could just buy the game, and yeah, just, like, go out and just play it with your different friends. Mm-hmm. So, so, yes, you so, can. So, like, I buy the game, I'm like, alright, James, you wanna play this with me? Bam. Like, here's... So, yep. so wait, so, like... It sounds like, um, so they, like so they, Ghost Recon. So they, uh well no like this is this is different because like all you have to do is go to the store and like download the the, the pass friend, friend pass version of the game yeah and you just sit there and wait for me to send you an invite and then you start playing the game yep mm. yeah and it, the, the coolest part is that like it can be any of you so i can send it to james and i can send it to chris and we can have different games going like at the same time like that's really cool that you could do that see mm. it's, stuff, it's stuff like that that i i feel like can change the gaming industry mm-hmm. because it's 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 so different, but it, it works. It feels almost necessary yeah, for this because, type of game. Yeah, it is. That's what. That's exactly what I was about to say. They do it because you can't. This game. This game is impossible to experience alone. And 
like if you you need someone to play it with so what's the best way to get somebody to play it which without matchmaking i don't think that this would be the best game of matchmaking oh, just no. because yeah. you could get anyone trolling you in that mm -hmm. so like you have to play with people that you at least know what's the best way to do that offer it to them for free hey you this loses nothing but time <laughs> like you don't lose any money mm -hmm. out of your pocket like by playing this with me so yeah Excellent game. I highly recommend both of you check it out. Check it out at some point. I'm happy to play with either one of you or both of you or play with each other or something like that. Like I just think that you both should should check it out at some point. Uh, highly, highly recommend. Add it to game. the backlog. There it is. <laughs> Maybe we'll play it this year right, so it doesn't fall off the list at the end. Ooh. Oh, that's still, I'm still salty. Man. Forever oh, salty. I'm, I'm, I'm I, uh, salty with you. <laughs> We're here together. <laughs> man, look, Ghost of Tsushima deserved no, it what it did. got. It, it deserved, deserved it better. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say that. That game was so good. So, it's good. I didn't say it's bad. I didn't say Ghost is so bad. Good. It's not. I didn't finish it. It's not bad. I didn't finish it. I, look, we, even when we cut it, you, the receipts are in the episode. Even when we cut it, I said the game is good. I'm not cutting it because it's bad. I'm cutting it because it, it doesn't necessary. deserve to be on this top it ten list. These, there are ten. <laughs> 10 better games nah. on this list. We were we were about to have like three open world ass games. That doesn't mean they're not this. good games, Roddy. Don't you're be right, genreist. You're right. You are right. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're yeah. mm. <laughs> I'll, look, at the end of the day, Ghost of Tsushima didn't make it on our list, so I'm I'm all right. I can I no, can sleep. This ghost night. will haunt you forever. <laughs> <laughs> We'll make oh, sure that... but that's that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all i got for today guys um chris what you been playing? man so i ha i have not had time to really play anything but the time that i've had to actually like sit down and actually like play something i have two games this week to talk about um one staying in the realm of you know mobile games and like i said i have no time for uh well, i had no time this past week for games uh, it was um, Oregon Trail on Apple Arcade. Uh, you know, it's I think it's developed by Gamesloft. So, you know, if you've played mobile games, you've played like I think like just like the like Newgrounds type of stuff, like that whole realm of like mobile games. Like, mm -hmm. you, if if it's, if it's from them, you're like, all right, this is a decent game. They 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 you know they they have like a really good you know developing team, and like you see it immediately. Like the game looks beautiful. Um, if you don't know, you know, Oregon Trail was like a game way back when, you know, like on your, on your, if you're old enough on your school computer, but <laughs> if you're young, Windows 95. Not, yeah, but if you're young enough, you're gonna have to ask your parents about this one. But Oregon Trail is essentially you and I think a party of like what, like four or five other people mm -hmm. that you get to rename so that when these people like traveling with you get sick and they die, it's like, it's your fault that you know, your significant other died of, uh, what was it? Dysentery. Dysentery. Yeah. Ever Dysentery. classic. Um, what, what, like, they, what, what did my, it was a character that I had that sort of, like, was just puking. And, like, you, you see, like, the sprite of the character, like, you know, walking, and it's like, it stops, and it just throws up. It's like, oh, I'm sick, guys. And you see, like, the stats go down. But this game is cool. Like, it, it brings a very, um like new age feel to an older game mm -hmm. and uh you know when you start when you boot the game uh for the first time uh i think honestly i think every time you boot it it'll tell you that they you know added more characters 
into this game, they actually added um, Native American characters because you know back in this time of you know people traveling uh, through the West, um, you, you came across a lot of Native Americans. So it was you know unjust and it was just weird that they uh, you know chose to sort of skip over that in the original game. So you know like, you know kudos to Games Law for doing that. I think that was pretty cool. And like I said, like this is just your new age, this is your remake of you know the original Oregon Trail with just upgraded visuals, upgraded uh, um, I guess just gameplay mechanics. Like to me, like this is like this is this is like the de- you know the definitive edition of Oregon Trail. <laughs> so this game deserved the remake that it got. It did because like I remember like maybe about five to yeah, about five seven years ago. Um, they brought Oregon Trail back, but it was on Facebook. Really? Remember, remember, remember those Facebook games? Farmville. Farmville. Jesus. Was it Mafia? The Mafia game. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so they brought it back as, like, a Facebook game. What happened to those? Facebook game became Oculus? I, I, mm, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, so this, you know... You know, we don't talk about that Oregon Trail, not at all. But mm. it's essentially, like I said, it's essentially uh, you, and it's like a, it's it's a, I guess like a RPG. It's an RPG uh, where you're taking your settlers and you're pretty much moving across the country. Uh, you have things like hunger, you have um, hygiene, uh, you have to hunt to eat. So there's a lot of like, you know, really like detailed stuff that's put into this game that's still in this and they you know continue to like i'm like i'm very like early into the game so i can't really say too much more on what they've added but like just the whole package like it's it, it's a really nice looking game too so it almost kind of gives him like a octopath traveler kind of mm-hmm. vibe to it mm-hmm. so if you like just that kind like of that. art style yeah the art style is is a one like i i i would say that when we talk about art direction of the year for our game of the year this this game right here is gonna be up there for me mm-hmm. okay yeah it looks really good okay. art direction of the year I'm putting yep. in notes write that down now oh it's in there <laughs> so um so, yeah, so that's the first game I, I had this week um did you guys have any questions about Oregon Trail before I jump into the next game no, I mean, it sounds pretty straightforward. I'm glad that it exists. I might actually play this for the nostalgia factor. I'm also a little upset that you said people who are young might not remember this. That's just making me recognize my own mortality right now. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we're there now. Mm. We made it! Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, there, there are people listening to this that like have never owned a VHS tape in their life. Uh-uh. Oh, oh yeah. God. Wasn't yeah. wasn't Oregon Trail more like a text-based adventure back then too? Yeah, it really was. So like, so to have, I guess, more of, uh, I mean, it's not even like text-based now because it's it's still it still follows like that path of like, all right, you get to sort of choose where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But I guess since this is on the phone, this is more like modern. You like it, it, they they put they do all of that in menus now. Got just like a little status bar underneath or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. That's just something I can look into. That'd be fun. Just some like a fun little time waster, right? 
Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly what this is. And yeah. it's a game that's, like, made... Like, it, like the way the game is made is, like, you're not going to make it to the end on your, like, first playthrough. Like, your characters are going to die. Like, that, that, that is something that... <laughs> Welcome that is to a Oregon. Promise. We, yeah. <laughs> This is the this is the uh, the the demon souls of. Uh... <laughs> oh, now you got my attention. <laughs> the demon souls of what? The frontier? I don't know. The demon souls of the frontier of traveling across America. Mm. Uh, I love that. I, I'm playing it now. Definitely, I was gonna play it before, but yes. now, now you yeah. sold me. So yeah, definitely check that out if you're on iOS. Um, I hope that this doesn't just stay on iOS. I hope that we see a port. On a PC, on consoles, like it, at the amount of like it was Android, yeah, or that. So um, yeah, hopefully we see that on other platforms. Um, the next game that I played, guess what, y'all? Guess what? I dusted off. Hmm. Uh, What's that? Uh, Mario Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> One day you'll learn. <laughs> no, not not Mario Galaxy. Was it a GameCube? No. Okay. I, I, you know, we were sort of just talked about it. Um, picked up my, my VR headset, Oculus. We were talking about Facebook. Earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I had dusted that bad boy off. And um, actually, no, I'll talk about Alt Space real quick. Uh, that community, like, it, it ceases to amaze me. Like, I feel like every. I said, I think I said this last time I talked about this on the show, but. It feels like every time I like sort I jump into Alt Space VR and I just sort of look at the different worlds people are building, sort of just like seeing like the community. It's to this point like it's seeing like how far it's come in a couple of months is crazy. Seeing seeing how many seeing how many black people are playing this game is fucking nuts. It's 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 no it it's fun it's funny but at the same time like mm-hmm. it's it's cool because if it's if it's if this is one thing that we can say about us black folks is we are creative as fuck like give 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 like give us something we will learn how to like like make something out of it so yeah. to so to so to come back into all space and seeing people uh like form like these communities where like they're now like hosting events and like uh not only just like hosting events but like hosting uh like movie premieres hosting um like just different like charity events and stuff like that like this isn't like alt space doing it this is like the people in alt space creating their space you know their space pretty much yeah it's yeah, it's nuts. Like the creativity I've seen, and like just this, like I think I, I logged in for like maybe an hour, mm-hmm. uh, just to sort of pop in and like just to, you know catch up with people. Of course, my luck, the, uh, the you know the people I wanted to hit up, they were, they were just I think I hit them up. They they said they were they were on another game. So um, you know, I was just looking around different worlds. And I was like, wow, these people are so creative. Like I. The one of the worlds I spawned into was a um, someone created like a studio, like a um, like a music studio. So mm-hmm. like I walk in, there's like this top area where like people are like sitting around just like listening to music, 
because they have like music being streamed through. And I was like, oh wow, like this, this place looks like a like a lounge. It's pretty cool. But then I see like a sign that says, uh, you know, basement. I was like, wow, I wonder if they actually like designed a basement. Walk over their stairs, going downstairs to the basement. <laughs> and I walk down and I see like an actual like music studio where there's a guy in a booth doing freestyles. What? And and they're pretty much just like going around like, you know, someone's in a booth and someone else is like playing like uh like a freestyle music and like he's just like just rapping along to it. And then like another person jumps in, starts rapping. I was like, yo, this is <laughs> and and if you've played this game, if you've seen uh like just gameplay like I feel like watching it on video doesn't do it justice mm-hmm. because it looks it looks super goofy like on like screen on a screen but when you're actually in the headset and you actually see like people moving their hands and like now like they've uh upgraded like the animations where like if you're talking like let's say there's like i'm talking to you two in mm-hmm. vr and you're standing here you're standing here if the if the game sees that i'm talking to you or like if it sees i'm talking to you like my character's eyes will like shift over to you but then, let's say, you know, Ryan is, like, off to the side, and he's doing something, and, like, I'm sort of looking over. You'll see, like, my eyes, instead of just being static and just looking forward, it, like, it darts over, and you see me, like, look over at him. It's hmm. crazy. It's, it's, at the same time, it still looks like a fever dream. Like, these are, like, you know, cartoon avatars. But, at the same time, like, just, you know, joining, like, the Facebook groups that they've made, and seeing how, like, these people, like, once again, like, these are people from all over the world... Like forming a community, it's just it's crazy. It's it's nuts, and it's funny. I I feel like I interact with them more on the Facebook group than I do in actual like VR. So it's it's gonna be fun. Like this Saturday, I'm gonna jump back on, and a, f- a friend is having a birthday party. So in all space, in all space, of course. So yeah. so like they'll they'll create like these like worlds where like you're in like an event space it's not like it's like you know you're, you're standing oh well, i mean if they wanted to you could be like you know standing in space or whatever but like they'll typically do it in like what looks like a party venue mm-hmm. and it like these these are these are like real parties you'll see people dancing you'll you'll have you have people taking shots with each other what the <laughs> oh, man. i'm down like listen, i'm in like 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 that's that's actually how i met like the people that i still like stay in touch with on on our uh, alt space mm-hmm. i actually met them because they i think there was a i forgot it was either someone's birthday party or someone was just throwing a party and like i spawned in and like they're, they're playing like like funky stuff they're playing like some bruno mars and stuff i'm like yo this is this this, this music's you know pretty decent come in start millie rocking start dancing and, like hey. just you know just being me and you know just the rest is history you know uh it's it's just it's fun stuff I feel like every time I talk, I'm not even talking about the game I wanted to talk about, but VR is dope, y'all. Like <laughs> it I, is. it's we're we're still at a point where I feel like VR is still in its infancy, but is there's 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 not there's, there's not enough like focus on it right now. Mm-hmm. I need I need more people to get on. I need more people to get on this stuff. I think we give it time. It'll get there. I mean, I, Quest Two is selling a bundle. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what it is. And that, like yeah. I said, that's what it is. It's like people like hearing stuff like this, hearing me talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I like, I think I'm, I think just me gushing about VR, I've gotten like a, a couple, at least, can I count on my, on two hands now? 
I can count on two hands like how many people have gotten to like go get an Oculus. It's got the pool. I mean, that was kind of me, honestly. Like I bought it partially based off. I would have to agree with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so the game that uh, I want to talk about for VR that I wasn't even like putting on the headset to even play this game, but like it sort of like was advertised in my face. Mm-hmm. But um, James. Mm-hmm. Imagine a game where you're basically Spider-Man, but with a gun. Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the, the game I'm talking about is, is a game called Swarm. And it's essentially that. You have two guns in your hand, mm-hmm. which double as, it's either you're using it as a grappling hook. Or using it like as the guns actually like you know shoot around. I want this. So so imagine Spider Man mixed with alien invaders mixed in with like just like arena shooter craziness. And mm. it's it's a game that you're in like this arcade like not arcade but like a um in like this arena where you have like these platforms that you could grapple onto. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like these like little like small little like platforms that like just like sporadically like put in like a dome like I guess I guess a dome is a good way of like describing it, but it's a game where you're using like these little platforms to sort of swing around and shoot at these aliens that are sort of like moving through and like just sort of like in a bullet bullet hell, they're shooting at you and then like running off into a portal. So you're trying to like shoot them before they run off. And you know you have uh, you have like boss enemies. You have uh, like enemies that will pretty much just like kamikaze into you. So you really have to use like the whole arena to see the slow down or speed up your swinging. And it's uh, it's really addicting. I love the way yeah, that sounds looks. insane. It's got that cell shaded. It's got that cell shaded look. I like. Yeah, and it's a game that like it also has a story, but it's it. It mm. doesn't take itself seriously, and it's, it's it's more or less like the reason like what's that um was it pistol, was it pistol whip? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pistol it's whip. sort of like how pistol whip has a story. Like it's there. It's, it's not, not really though. As, yeah, it's but it's sort of get it's sort of there to get you to like play the game mm-hmm. pretty much. But that was the story I needed. Spider-Man with guns. I'm in. That's, yeah. That is essentially that. And just all, like, just... This, like, when you look at, like, how simple the game is, if this game was... mm, I don't know. Even if this was, like, a 2D game, I... I don't think... I don't think I would have as much fun because you're sort of just looking at a flat image. Mm -hmm. There, there's... In VR, when you're, you know, you're, you're shooting, like, you're shooting, but then with your other arm, you're trying to, like, use the grappling hook to then, like, sort of, like, look over your shoulder to see, like, like who's shooting at you. Like, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And to be able to use, like, your whole, like, 360, you know, sense of vision, like, being able to see everywhere, look over your shoulder, look, like, under you, the game could get pretty intense. So the question I have is, can I swap arms? If I want yes. to, like, okay. So yeah. I want to shoot with one arm and then swing with the other, I can just swap mid-swing or whatever? So, yeah, so how it works is if you want to grapple, you're using the grip button 
on you know either controller. And if mm-hmm. you want to shoot, you're just using the trigger. trigger. It's just that you can't do you can't do both. So you can't be swinging and then shooting at the same time with the same so, hand. Exactly. Okay. Hmm. This might be something to check out. Yeah, it's um twenty five dollars. So you know, I think most of these VR games, like I think that twenty dollars is sort of like the sweet spot for you know prices for the games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you know this being twenty five with so far like how like fun the game has been i could it, it's you know it's 25 dollars that's like well worth it but like i said I, i'm super yeah. early i you know i've only i think i only really have like a couple hours in the game mm-hmm. uh but so far like it's it's something that like even talking about it now i want to go back and play it yeah why didn't you lead with that <laughs> i'm curious now that should be a lot of fun yeah yeah, the game looks awesome. It look it reminds me of um, that one game uh, with the robots. It's an arcade shooter. Kind another of. VR game. Um, yeah, we're like the VR city game. streets. I can't uh, remember what it's I, called either. Yes, yes. But you know, what I'm that was about. one of the early like um, big it, shooters. Exactly. Yeah, it was like one of the launch games, I believe, for Quest. Uh, and it, it, this looks like that, but with a really cool art style and the look, the like the mobility aspect of it, which is cool. So yeah. Good recommendation. I'll definitely put this on the wish list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I got this week. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump into some news. Uh, let's see. Let's jump into the news. Let's talk about the Indie World Showcase. I actually had like a chance to somewhat look at this. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, these showcases that Nintendo has. I feel like they they've always been pretty good. They've always seemed to like pull in like some really solid like third party support. So yep. you know this this is another case where like you know a lot of the games I've, like, I had a chance to see looked pretty good. But what about you guys? What what have you guys? Was anything that stood out for you guys? Yes, actually, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, I would say. I mean, I think this was a generally a good showcase. It was like fifteen twenty minutes, something like that. Um, and they showed a lot that was solid. Uh, the the top tier stuff to me was uh, Ali Ali World, which I'm a huge Ali Ali fan in the first place. Really enjoyed uh, one and two of those. Uh, and this one looks exactly like, well, no, excuse me, it doesn't look exactly like one and two. It actually looks completely different in terms of aesthetic. Like the art style in it is almost totally different. So I believe Ali Ali one and two have like a pixel art ish mm-hmm. sort of aesthetic to it. And Ali Ali World is way more colorful. Kind of looks like Adventure Time or some sort of like mid two thousands like Cartoon Network show, like late two thousands Cartoon Network show, something like that. Um, and it looks really really neat. So uh, definitely that was a highlight. Uh, there was also it started with a game called Road ninety six. That was what actually kicked the show off, and it was from this French studio where they are creating a procedurally generated adventure game. Uh, and when I say adventure game, think something like uh, Telltale, something like that's Walking Dead, uh, Tales of the Borderlands, something like that. Um, and it's entirely made up through the decisions that you come up with, like a supposedly organic. So it's not just a set of like sort of binary good choice, bad choice mm-hmm. options, but like you, your game can completely change. Like you, you all are familiar at this point, like with those kind of systems where they sort of like. 
like you're always going to play the same experiences mm-hmm. or the same games, but with like maybe a slightly positive or slightly negative candor, depending on what you chose before. But no, like you can completely go on different routes entirely and and totally miss certain uh, scenarios. Mm-hmm. So I thought that looked ambitious and cool, especially for an indie Wait, title. What was the name again? Um, Road ninety six. Road. Okay. Yeah, that one mm-hmm. caught my attention too, because like. I think yeah. the way that this trailer started out, it would basically just give you a, um, this is Alex. And then the name would change to, like, Tim or Rick or Sue or whatever. And it'd be the same character, but, like, their story would be different. And the things that they would exactly. do with you or for you or to you would be different. And that that was yeah. a cool thing, too. So, like, I can come across the same character model, but they could be an enemy in this story. Or you could be playing in a completely different city. Is what it's also, made it sound mm-hmm. like. Also, the game is procedurally generated. Yeah, a hundred percent procedurally generated. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Which is weird because it's supposed to be a cohesive story. So it's like so. So I guess like the, like the game has like certain hard story points that it's always going to converge back into. And that's the thing that always gets me about this kind of thing. How much of this is just like fluff to get me to that same point? You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, we never really know. Like, it's hard to see the strings behind it. This one seemed like it was pretty ambitious, yeah. though. Like, I mean, it could it could totally be like what you're saying. Like, in terms of okay, it might be sort of a um, like a little mm-hmm. underwhelming as far as like how you get to those points. But I'm I'm interested. Though, yeah, this sure. seems like a like an expansion of that kind of mechanic, especially considering how yeah. wildly different the options seem to be. Like, you can end yes. up hitchhiking. You could take a taxi. You could take a bus. Um, you might not end up leaving the town at all. So, like, how that plays out, definitely this look cool. That was a good choice to start the game. Start the, um, mm-hmm. the indie show off with, I'd say for sure. Yeah. Was there anything else that, uh, that interested you? Um, Aerial Knights Never Yield? That one did interest me, only because I've played a very similar game on the iPhone before. Um, okay. I can't remember what the name of it is called, but it's that same kind of, like, side-scrolling parkour kind of free-running game yeah it's it's a runner um like a lot of those mm-hmm. endless runners kind of are yeah but um apparently this one is set in a futuristic detroit with like some uh, neo tokyo kind of influences on it um yeah this is it's made by a black guy. yes awesome. aerial knight is the name of the uh of the developer yeah um, seems to have a really killer soundtrack. Jumps between like some hip hop and some jazz. Uh, and should be out this May, so relatively soon. And I think the demo is actually yeah. available now I'm if you want to check this. it out. Oh, is mm-hmm. it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think demo launched later on, right, later on today, earlier today, I should say. Okay, so, I will definitely check that out. So that one seemed like a lot of fun. I'm always a fan of of movement in video games, like really fun kind of movement so gotta check that one out for sure yeah the mobile version of mirror's edge or like whatever was it mobile um, maybe it was mobile but it mirror's edge had like a pc game or something like that out where it was almost exactly like this i don't think it was a runner but it was a 2d side scroller where like parkour was was the that was the mm-hmm. locomotion uh that you participated in yeah so i got those vibes vector there. that was the name of the game i was thinking of Mm-hmm. So if you played that on P, I mean PC, jeez, iOS, that's what it reminded me a lot of. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
What else came out? Oxen Free Twos. I figured that's something you might be interested in, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that they showed that at the very end. They, that was their one last thing announcement. So they had like kind of gone through the whole presentation at that point, and then they were like, "Oh wait, it, like it was actually." I was about to shut it off where they were like they showed the montage of all the previous games, and they were like, "Yeah, we're really looking forward to you, for, to you playing these things." And then the person interrupts, and they're like, "Oh wait, actually, one more thing." I'm like, mm, "Yes," uh, and yeah, it was Oxen Free Two, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, really enjoyed that first game. It's Night School Studios, so uh, the the people who made Oxenfree One and uh, After Party. Uh, that's that's that. Oh, that's the same people. So, okay, I enjoyed yeah, After people. Party. I think that one a shot. I wonder. Yeah. Speaking on After Party, I wonder if I like replay that on my Series X if it runs better. Did it run for you before? Mm. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It wasn't like horrible and like all the way through but like it like chugged a little bit that's odd which is surprising because like i played oxen free on playstation 4 and did not have any issues so like i'm i wonder what happened with oxen or uh this game wasn't that intensive Uh, this didn't seem that intensive yeah so it was weird but there was a couple games that i saw that uh sort of stuck out to me uh like the little bits that i've seen but there's a game called Aztec Forgotten Gods, which mm. is a like a yep. 3D action adventure game, uh, where the main character is a young Aztec woman. So, you know, is it? I, I you know, love seeing the you know the representation. Love seeing like just just seeing different things like this. This when I yeah. say that I've been I think this last like two weeks I was like yo why why aren't we seeing like you know stories from like African mythology or like I'd love to see some you know some Aztec mythology I, I know nothing about the sex except for the fact that we're supposed to all die in 2012 like that's all that's i think that was had, i think that was a oh damn i was like and they had pyramids see is that, is that, <laughs> is that also see i don't know point proven i don't know <laughs> so so it's good I, I like seeing you know stories and more like see, then i'll know i forgot I about like, that one chris good job yeah yeah i said forgotten so, gods look dope yeah. So you know that that looks pretty cool. Um, oh, that, what about that one? It's like there is no game. Yeah, that was another one. Uh, yeah, there is no game, and that sort of looks like your type of like silly like it's telling a story. Jackbox yeah, type all, of thing. I mean, more or less. Or like yeah, Warrior Warrior. 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 Yeah, Warrior. Where Warrior. Like it's just like okay, a bunch of like sure. different games all just jumbled into one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Can't yes. Tell you, can't forget about yeah. Shredder's Revenge. Like this game. I mean, it, it, it looks like he's going to scratch all those itches. You know what I didn't know, I learned about this one, is that it's made by the same people that did uh, Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. So I'm already in. Mm-hmm. They, what they do is that they really respect, like, the influ- their influences. Like, what they're getting their, their you know, their influence from, like, mm-hmm. they really respect that. And you can tell. Like, it's it's it's... So, it's... To me, it's more, more than, like, a homage. It's like they... They they know what worked back then, and they're just like they're, they're replicating it. They're like, yo, this is this is what worked. This is what's what was great. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just put a new shine of code on it. And that sounds bad, but it like I don't know if this is different. I mean, I, they, I, I appreciate what they're doing with it. And they've added some new moves too, just mm-hmm. by watching the gameplay. It seems a bit more involved than like the traditional beat 'em up used to be. Exactly. And that's that was my game, bro. I love that game. Yeah. So. 
that looked good, and I think it was, it was one more that I had, and I don't remember. Yeah, I oh, I got two of them. Um, Skull of the Hero Slayer, which is a 2D roguelike, yeah. that looked really cool. And that's coming yeah, from a South Korean developer, so shout out to them. So basically, you play as the bad guy. You're trying to take down the uh, the hero and his army. And you uh, switch your powers by switching out your skull. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, I'm going to butcher this name. Getsu Famuden? Maybe not. Getsu Famuden, Undying Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, hack and slash roguelike. This one's coming from Konami. So they do make other games. We talked about this last week. They proved us wrong. Yeah, we literally did. <laughs> the art style on that looks insane. Um, I'm trying to think of the game that was on the uh, the Wii. Has a very similar art style to this. It was like a 2D size where we're swords. Oh. Mm, I was going to say like Mad World? Not Mad World. Uh, Odin Sphere or like... Uh, Ma- Ma- yeah, Masamune, the Dragon's Blade. Thank you, Roddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, that just visually looks really compelling. So I'm looking forward to that one too. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was full of good stuff. I mean, shit. They had two Annapurna games um, that they announced. Uh, Chris Tales got a release date, which I'm looking forward to because I played mm-hmm. that demo a while back and that was cool. Um, Fez uh, Port. Which is neat. That's that's cool that that's coming out. Ender Lilies, which looked like a really neat Castlevania slash Dark Souls sort of thing. Um, and the last thing that I don't think we mentioned yet was this game called The Longing, which was a game that you play for it was like four hundred days. days, like in real time. Yeah, I thought that was a good experiment. Like that sounds really interesting. I don't know if I want to play it for four hundred days straight, but I will say that it is interesting. So like the. Con- the, the idea is that, like, you play the servant of this king, or really this this whole king, entire kingdom who has been wiped out at this point. You're the last surviving member, uh, and you live the life of this servant for 400 days, basically. And the time, the clock is at the top of the screen, and it passes in real time. I don't know what happens at the end of 400 days, but apparently something happens. So I thought that was interesting. And it's like you, you go and do... Like, kind of mundane things, seemingly. Like, you're just, like, taking care of this, like, really shitty crypt, um, like, for this amount of time. I'm I am intrigued by this game. It does not sound like something that's very appealing, and that's kind of why mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Oh, wow. So it's, and it's out <laughs> uh, today. No way. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, it's out today. Yeah, it was so, a shadow drop. So that means yeah. if I want to be one of the first people to actually make it all 400 days, I would have to buy it today. Basically. Yeah. Don't do it, Chris. You don't <laughs> do it. Girl. It's over. Yeah. Goodbye. It's already, it's already in the cart. Let me know how that goes, bro. I'm not waiting that long. I will. I will forget. <laughs> yeah, I am kind of interested. Not gonna lie. But that was it, though. I mean, it was a good show. I think it was. It showed a lot of interesting looking titles. Oh, never mind. So I can it, ask it, it originally released in 2019. Oh, yeah, did it? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Oh, well, okay. can't win them all. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, bro. But like you said, it was a good showing. Uh, a lot of a lot of games. Like, the Switch has been, like, a really good place for, for indie games. It has been Absolutely. a really good place. Um, 
I feel like anytime I see a sale for uh, those micro SD cards, I'm like, hmm, should I get another one for my Switch? Yes. Yeah. I gotta have a terabyte in mine. I'm probably not gonna fill it up anytime soon, but it's there. See, I've, I've, I've always like been like really paranoid putting, you know, those really really high terabyte like or just gigabyte cards in like mm-hmm. portable systems. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I guess it would be, it would be better, but I don't know. Hmm. I might do that. Amazon. <laughs> get one ready. Amazon right now. Right. Get yeah. it ready for when the uh, the pro comes out or the Switch oh. XL or the whatever we're gonna call it. Super, the Super Switch. Super Switch. Yes. All right. So next up, let's talk about. I guess this is a this, this is this is a rumor, right? At this point. Mm-hmm. But it's a rumor. Yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's getting talked about with like a lot of reputable people. So so, so what's going on? What's What's, what's happening? What what's what's I guess a rumor, Rod. So yeah, so uh, Venture Beat, well specifically uh, Jeff Grubb's Games Beat reported on this, uh, let's say last week, um, and said that uh, there was an announcement of a PS5 game called Abandoned, and a lot of people I, I don't know like the full extent of what the situation was, but apparently it had a lot to do with. Uh, a lot of people thought it was Kojima related. It looked a lot like PT or like Silent Hills, something like that. So a lot of people thought that that might be something uh, Koji Pro related um, because their new game is gearing up. Uh, they've been staffing up since like last year, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and so people are, are expecting that announcement fairly soon. But it turns out that the abandoned, uh, or abandoned, I think it's called, uh, does not have anything to do with them. But it did lead uh, a few. A, a few prominent insiders, people who might be in the know, uh, including Jeff Grubb himself, to say that everything on Phil Spencer's shelf uh, recently, when they've been doing a lot of these like Xbox shows, everything had something like had a meaning to it. So he had a lot of things on the shelf, like a Switch. He had a and a, a Kojima Productions statue that a lot of people kind of teased. And the reason why that's even gaining traction is because uh, he's had things on his shelf in the past. That have come to pass. Uh, so I, I believe, don't quote me on this, I believe there was something Bethesda related before the acquisition happened. It was like a Fallout, uh, Fallout Boy thing, or what is it called? A Pit Boy or whatever? Oh, oh, you had um, me confused for a second. Yeah, oh, Vault, Vault Boy. Boy. <laughs> Vault Boy, yeah, sorry. I, I'm, I don't know my Fallout lore. Um, yeah, a, a Vault Boy. And he, there was like something like that, I believe, with Bethesda. But the point is that, like, it's things on his shelf have, like, proven to, to come true. So a lot of people are speculating right now that um, that there are tar- talks, significant talks uh, with Kojima, with Microsoft specifically, to publish their next game. We have no idea if this is true. It ve- may very well not be, um, but it just seems to be kicking up, kicking up enough dust to where I thought it might be uh, interesting to mention and maybe bring it back to something more tangible, tangible we could talk about, which is, you know, Microsoft's foothold or even interest in japan um of which you know who who knows at this point like console gaming in japan is not good at the moment like it's not doing very well sales wise um we're kind of seeing that with with the playstation 5 which you know we'll talk about shortly i'm sure uh but i don't know if if kojima i'll pose the question to you guys if kojima 
publishes a game with Microsoft. I mean, what does that mean to you? Like in terms of like where Microsoft is at, is that a false, like, is that a, a, a kind of an empty move, an empty gesture? Like, is, is that just a lost cause? Should they even worry about doing this? I, I, all right. So I think that this is perfect for Microsoft. This is, you know, what their Achilles heel has been for the past generation is, you know, where are the games, where are the exclusives. Right now, Microsoft, they're buying up these, all these, you know, developers. Mm -hmm. They're partnering with all these people. They're, they're, they are setting themselves up so that it's not even a, they want to like, you know, dominate, you know, the, the, uh, market market share or whatever i feel like they just they i feel like they're doing stay there on so much of a redemption art right now yes they're gonna eat everything by the time it is over yeah i 100 percent agree so i I think this is good for them this this is gonna get all these you know this is for one gonna get all of like the the console fanboys like just to shut shut up for a second or or get them to fight even more no, it's 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 yeah. They can fight more. Mm-hmm. We we know we know. Um, I, I like it. I'm 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 happy with it. I don't know why someone wouldn't be. I know why. So here, I'm I'm you the reason why. why I'm that guy that's not super excited. Only because I'm not a huge Kojima fan. I don't know if that's like okay to say, <laughs> but like um, Death Stranding did nothing for me. Um, I'm not huge into the Metal Gear franchise. I played three. Um, I've played Revengeance, <laughs> and I've played Ground Zeroes. Not even all Ground Zeroes. That's probably the most of my Metal Gear experience. So, the Kojima like, yes, please. It's not. It's not there for me. But I do see how this could be cool if they came out with something like Silent Hills. And revive that project or whatever the PT project was supposed to be. That'd be cool. And of course, more exclusives and a high profile name like Kojima himself is never a bad thing. It might not work for people like me, but again, exclusives is what you guys asked for. I think there might be something to it. Right. If anything, it's good for Microsoft. Yeah. If they if they help fund the production, I have no I mean, what can you really say about that? You know, it's like their money, they're spending it to actually put in directly into this game. It's not like they're purchasing mm-hmm. the studio. That's not the rumor. The rumor is like, hey, they may publish their next game. And that's cool. That means Kojima has carte blanche to do basically do another Death Stranding, maybe for good or for ill, depending on who, who you are. Um, but like, you know, it's to to have, I think regardless of whether or not you like Kojima, like he, he's a visionary. Like he has a particular style and brand that like mm-hmm. is undeniable um and and that's what i really like and to have someone like that be basically unchained and basically they're like hey look here's a blank check basically do whatever the fuck you want to do like that's terrifying but in like the best way possible um because then that's how you get a game like death stranding you get something that's so out there that like if it misses it misses and that's okay but like he went for it like did you like death stranding that's roddy admirable I did not play enough of it to say one way or the other. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but I will say this, though. I am a Metal Gear fan. I'm not like a hardcore, like, you know, 
that it's not like my favorite series mm-hmm. ever, but like I do enjoy the franchise. Um, I have fond memories of it. Um, I think Metal Gear Five is one of my favorite stealth games I, of all I've time. I need to check sure. that out. I've heard I think crazy that, things about that game. Yeah, it gets a bad rap because the story is bad, um, and there are and Quiet is bad. <laughs> like the way that they handle Quiet is oh, is it awful? Um, yeah. yeah, it's not good. That's the whole words and deeds thing. Like you'll be ashamed of your words and deeds when you find out like why she's naked. Um, but guess what? You spoiler. You're not. You're not gonna feel it's it's nothing. It's a big fucking pile of nothing. Um, Ko- Kojima is just a fucking horn dog. Uh, so that's all it is. Embrace um, the vision, I guess. But but uh, no, oh, man. Yeah, Ko- Qu- quiet's a problem. <laughs> quiet is a problem. But but yeah, Metal Gear Five is great. Like uh, MGS three, a classic. Like I mean, he makes, in my opinion, he makes like classic worthy games like i think almost all of those games are um i can understand why people wouldn't like them but like it, it's hard to deny like the vision that he has he brings i think what a lot of people associate with naughty dog nowadays mm-hmm. like where it's that cinematic sort of quality uh to his, mm-hmm. his storytelling i think metal gear was doing that before before my, it, naughty it, dog and before a lot you of know what i companies. need i need i need vr to get to like the point where we could get like a game made by by you know Kojima in VR, like imagine like what he would put yeah. into a game where you have like that sense of like vision of like you're you're you are the character is nuts. I he you put that put, put, something, again. put some put something like that in his hands, man. Like I just I know that I know it's gonna be a banger. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely one of those creators where, like, I would, I, I'm going to be interested in whatever he does. Like, I'm going to give him a shot. I'm going to give it whatever he's doing a, a, a look. You know, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, I mean, I want, I want him to show the game whatever system. I have all the systems. I don't give a shit what it's on, really. Um, we, we, we don't care about all that system war shit. We just want to see the game. So, it's, I have a feeling that we will hear something at E3. I don't have insider information. I don't know shit. I, that's just my gut telling me. Do uh, you think it's that far along? Um, I don't know how far along it would be. I think that we at least get some sort of like CG announcement trailer, especially if it's not far. Like if it's far off. Like I think they will announce their next project. I think at E3. Gotcha. That's my guess. I think I think it gets announced sometime this year. If it's not E3, it's it's sometime yeah. this year. Because like because like you know like yeah. you said earlier that. All of like these little Easter eggs that they're putting in these videos, like it's it everything is is set for like they they everything is planned out, like they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and we know they're actively staffing up for something since like last year, so um, it, it's got to be at least a couple years in development, including pre-production. So okay. they got something in the tank. So let's let's move the discussion over to you know we, we talked about Sony a little bit here and there hmm. um, yep. you know Sony's back in the news with a, uh, a story that started off where it you know was talking about how um, their next I guess big game is like or a game that they're focusing on right now is uh, 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 last of us remake and they uh, and, and then, of, but, yeah. but at the same time I think they the story of uh, was Dead Rising. What was this game called? I don't care about. We we'll always make fun of Days Gone. Days Gone. There we go. 
Apparently, oh that game God. has like a pretty large following. Yeah, but then the word came out that they wouldn't like they pretty much like thumbs down the plans on the sequel for the game, which is so. weird because the game was profitable. I I know, Roddy. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I I hear it. I understand. (laughs) The game did not do well. But from a numbers perspective, that game actually did numbers. Yeah, it did 5 million copies, which is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, it made the money back. I don't see why you wouldn't spend the time to refine the game. So, according to... Oh, go ahead, Chris. No, no, no. You go ahead. I was going to say, according to Jason Schreier in the article, he actually addresses that. He says that the Sony said uh, that due to middling critical reviews um, and the lengthy production time, because remember that game was in development for like six okay. years, um, that... Oh, no, I'm sorry, okay. go ahead. Why would you finish first? Um, so according to the lengthy production schedule, they didn't want to take a risk on Bend making a Days Gone 2. And those were the two reasons particularly cited uh, for that. So the length of time... Which one would assume would be shorter because they already have the assets, they already have the engine, they already have the IP, right? Mm-hmm. And you already right. have the fan base of people that supported the game. They spent the time dropping all those different patches for the game, for the original version. And people have still been playing it. You put it on your PlayStation collection for people to have in PlayStation Plus and in the PS5 versions or whatever. That's just free. Yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? You've already invested. Yeah. So I think it, it's it's because they did they did invest and they invested like way too much money that then, that they didn't feel comfortable with. So after that six years of, of dev time, they released to slow sales because it, it didn't sell on fire at first. It didn't just like explode like a gears or not gears, uh, God of War uh, or Horizon. Is that game or something marketed like, that. like those um, games? Also, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It had like commercials tv commercials spots um i remember like all of this stuff coming out because i bought it day one um i was a i was one of those suckers uh who bought it day one and um and i mean it was active like that was one of two i want to say of their big games of 2019 like that was their you know sony typically outside of like last year obviously has a big game earlier in the year around like may ish and then they'll have a big game in the fall like that's typically what their schedule is um and days gone was like that first april game i believe it came out in april uh so for them as like as a conglomerate like as a business they look at this and say all right well we're not going to pour untold millions of dollars and risk another cycle because i understand what you're saying about like there being a assets in place that is absolutely true sequels they, that's why they turn out sequels because it's typically less time. Um, but also game development is fucking expensive. That's the thing is like next gen development, mm-hmm. especially um, it's, it's a, it's a different ball game when you're talking about like triple a blockbusters, look how long it took naughty dog to do um, a, a last of us two sequel, you know, it, it, seven years. Um, Horizon is going to be what? Four years, three mm-hmm. years, four, something like that. That doesn't seem so bad. Four. I mean, honestly, it's not like when you consider like all everything that goes into the tech behind these games. Like that's that's the normal turnaround now. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed but, because I, you know, I, I said this. I said this on. The, I think I said this on the show. I'm pretty sure I said this on the show. But like, this was definitely the game that was going to get that sequel treatment 
where, like, if you didn't like the first game, then the second game, like, just, like, yeah. they fixed everything. Yeah, this yeah. could have been the Assassin's Creed that 2. Assassin's yeah. Creed too. Mm-hmm. I'm glad everybody knows. Yeah. It could have it could have been. It could have been. And um, to be honest, I given the uh, amount of, like, attention this article is getting, still could be. Yeah. Yeah. So that sort of leads us, you know, into going into talking about how there, there mm-hmm. seems to be, like, an obsession with, you know, Sony Sony has an obsession with their blockbusters. And a yes. lot of people are, like, split. Like, I think I think this was trending on Twitter for, like, two, three days. Yep. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about this. Because the a lot of people got caught up with the Days Gone 2 um, and The Last of Us remake business in this article when really that wasn't that wasn't the intent of the article whatsoever uh really the purpose was exactly what you just said chris which was to highlight the fact that sony's trajectory at this point is entirely been blockbuster related which is not something that we you know this is something that we've said on this show we talked about where we think these companies are going based on their moves in the last couple years um jim ryan is a new entity within sony like he is someone who seems to be steering the ship more towards a blockbuster uh, unit. Sony hasn't completely disregarded indies. They still give them plenty of shine. They give them like specific sales, um, spotlights in their state of plays. Uh, and that's good. That's great. They need to keep that up. Uh, but there is a contingent of people, and I feel like it's growing, who are wanting, especially after the Japan studio thing, after that reorganization, people are like, what is Sony at this point? What are they doing? Uh, we want like the gravity rushes. We want the um, Astro Playrooms or whatever, like those sort of smallish mid-tier games. And, and I mean mid-tier as in like uh, production mm-hmm. size, not like quality. But but we're not getting those. We're getting God of Wars, Last of Us, Horizon. None of those games are bad. I like all of those games. But but they are a specific brand of game. They are like third-person action, open-ish world mm-hmm. games. Um, and, or basically linear, relatively linear experiences. And again, not saying that those are bad things inherently, but they are kind of one of very specific brands of experience that you get. And that's really what a lot of this article was talking about. Um, the example used was, what was it? It was Sony's visual, Sony's visual art services group. Uh, they were a studio who was basically a support studio. Uh, for Sony, uh, they helped uh, by supporting like Naughty Dog, I believe, uh, on like Last of Us Two, for mm-hmm. example. But they wanted to like branch out and create something for themselves, um, basically be able to create direct their own products. Um, so the the crux of the story was following, uh, I believe his name was Michael, uh, what was it, Mumbauer, yeah, I believe, and yeah, and he wanted he had a idea he, he had an idea for a new ip um but then i think they eventually settled on uh doing a remake of the last of us the first last of us sony eventually nixed that idea and said that <laughs> and you're like no no <laughs> no you're like no you're like you're 100%. against that idea <laughs> okay yeah me too I'm, I'm with you i'm i'm with you on that uh but he basically they didn't get the budget uh and various support from Sony on that um, and they were delegated to continue helping out with Naughty Dog. So basically uh, on the progress for 
uh, for this project, for the remake, Herman Holst, who was the ex-director of Guerrilla Games, who is now like the head programmer. He's like the 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 chief of games. That's not the actual title, but it's like it, it's basically someone who who oversees game development between all of Sony Studios, essentially. Um, he is now like he's been installed as of like 2019, 2020, I think 2020. Um, he basically wasn't satisfied with where they were at, uh, and they said, "All right, we're actually bringing back Naughty Dog to helm this project." Uh, so, disgruntled, uh, Mumbauer just said, "Fuck this! Like, we're going to do our own thing, our own way," and basically left uh, the Visual mm -hmm. Art Service Group. So that team still exists, but like, it's still a it's it's still a support studio. So they were not able to actually branch out. The, the main takeaway from all of this is that um, Sony, apparently, we don't know this. This is like speculation on all of our parts, but Sony essentially said, yo, we can't, we're not giving you that space, that budget for doing the thing that you want to do. So we're going to basically roll you into our bigger AAA projects instead. Mm. And that's where I think the bigger issue is. I'm not sure if that got the attention. I think the last of us stuff and days gone stuff got more of the attention for whatever reason. But, um, but, but the main point is that it, it is that AAA gaming has gotten to a point where, you know, it's, it's almost become too big to fail in some instances mm -hmm. for some of these companies. Uh, and like, where is the, where's the cre creativity in that? Where's the older Sony who would take chances? Who would have their Japan studio still? Um, the reorganization, I think, timing, it makes this article, I think, stick They're out. They're in Japan, more. Roddy. That's where they well. are. <laughs> that is correct, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, we, we moved all the, um, um, the leadership over to America. So, Right. And, and, all, and all of that is a result of the type of games that end up being very successful for them, which are these games that appeal to mostly Western mm -hmm. audiences, in a way. Um, and I don't know, I think there's, a, there's, there's, it's a little bit of, not shame, it's not the right word. Um, it is a shame. It is a shame, uh, I think, to some degree on that. But anyway, I don't want to dominate too much of the conversation there. I just wanted to explain exactly where things stood as far as this article went. You, you know, you know how I feel? And, and you know, and this is, this, listen, this is the, the, the petty in me. Like this is, you know, that one meme of like the house on fire, and there's like that little girl like this, like creepily smiling in front of it. Like that's 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 how I feel right now. That Sony like they're sabotaging like their own house, mm. and like y'all, like it's a cycle. Like they are they are definitely like what they were doing back when they were doing like their PS3 bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason, I feel like they're they're, they're back, back on it. Here's the thing that I don't quite understand about um, where they are, like, mentally. We, we just talked about the Indie World Showcase. And it's been going on, what, 10 years now since indie games have really, like, stepped into the limelight? Mm -hmm. Like, you can make smaller games with interesting concepts with a smaller budget. I don't see why not just, like, oh, we're worried about lo losing too much money. Just make smaller games. Like, it, it sounds too too easy for it to be that way, because, of course, you think AAA games, and you're like, yes, the biggest and best, but when's the last time you've explored any complete map? 
so like I guess me playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. like you, you have some. Sometimes you'll have like these smaller Sony games, and they just won't sell because they don't market them. I mean, like I'm thinking like specifically like Dreams. They didn't market it. Dreams is like, especially now that it has like a VR aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Fucking a one, but like, is it moving units? Did you know about Dreams before any? Like, who told you about Dreams, Chris? I saw things I saw, about yeah. Dreams. It wasn't heavily as marketed. It, but but you, I mean, James, you are you're not exactly mm-hmm. wrong though, because like they 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 didn't go as hard on it as right, they could a, have. Like, like they did that what that yeah. medieval remake yeah. that just kind of came out and just disappeared. Yeah, right, right. So I mean, of course they don't get the results they want because they don't talk about those games. Yeah, it's it's it's. Where I don't know where the risk is at right now. Like it doesn't seem like they're doing. And, and it's early. Like the, this gen True. just started. So I mean, I could be E three could come around and we could see some new IP from some studio, some Tony studio we've never heard of or heard much of um, completely, and be blown away. And all of, everything we're talking about right now could be completely null and void. Right now, in this current moment, from what we know. It just doesn't seem like we are going to be surprised by anything mm-hmm. Sony does. Like last year, when we looked at their slate, we were like, okay, uh, Horizon 2, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, God of what War. What else is coming? Yeah, God of War. We knew Spider-Man was coming, Miles Morales, and Demon's Soul. Like a remake of Demon's Soul. Um, and when we looked at the slate, it's been six months, five, six months. Um, and we still don't know too much more about what's coming, really. Not definitively, mm-hmm. anyway. And you could say COVID is a big, like, at fault for that, really. But even then, we still don't understand, like, what exactly is going on, what they're making. And the Japan Studio thing, I think, is just... And moving their offices, their headquarters, or from for the gaming division from Japan to the U.S. is very telling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... They're prioritizing where their art audience is. And I don't know anymore if the Japanese audience is as invested in that home console experience as they once were, which we've been seeing already mm-hmm. with the Nintendo Switch. That thing sells gangbusters. It can't be stopped. It cannot be stopped. Um, as long as Nintendo puts a handheld out there, they win every time. Um, and that's fine. Uh, I mean, for us, it's not about... Did the Vita not do well in Japan? It did better than it did over here. Vita? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Of course, yeah. that's a whole new console to mess with, but like, I feel like that's something I would angle more in towards, like a handheld version. Yeah, like a, another handheld console, whatever the new Vita is, Vita Neo. I don't know. Would I? Would I? I don't know. Would I care for one of those? I mean, the I mean, t- I, I I know I would get one, like, right? But like, but like the, but I'm saying like in a sense of like, if I'm a Joe Schmo, like if I'm a just a regular person, mm-hmm. like would I care about that when I could? If I have a PS Five, I could just re- remote play. I mean that's true, I, and of course your Vita could do remote play as well. Yeah, but you, saying, like, but you could also what, focus on those smaller experiences for a mobile market. So then you have a better place to put those smaller titles. You don't have to worry about as big as a budget. 
No. I don't know. Like as 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 much as like I would I would love to see like a, a you know Gen three Vita. Um, what you're saying makes sense. What you're saying makes it makes sense. But like what I but like would would regular people care about that? I mean, probably not over here. But they were talking about losing the Japanese market. You need yeah. something to fight the switch and fight in mobile phones. And I think that's where Sony they're not they're not focused on that right now. So mm. that's why we that's why right now we wouldn't get another handheld. Is that they're not? I feel like that that's not their priority. What, what what's their priority right now? Actually, Sony, what the fuck are you doing? Blockbusters, right? But yeah. but is that yeah. sustainable? I guess that's the question. Um, I mean, it, these game. I mean, the games they put out sell extremely well. I mean, we could go look up sales numbers for the last like few franchises. I we know that we they released like Last of Us Two. I'm thinking mm-hmm. God of War. Uh, these these were like million plus sell like multi million uh, sellers. You know, um, even Days Gone, the game we just spoke about, did five million copies. Now I did that over the course of like mm-hmm. two years, but like it's still not a small number. Um, and then, oh, I think we, oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying, no, no. And please, then when please. you start to think about stuff like that, is the question is more so: Are you riding the strength of the IP or the strength of the game itself? Not to say that the games were bad games, but sure, like yeah. the reason that they sold is because everyone's like, "Oh, a new Kratos, yes." Yeah. Like I'm, I'm always down for that a new Ratchet and Clank. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the answer to, at least in my opinion. Uh, I, I feel like it's both um, it, because it does help that these games are good generally. Like the only game I could say that wasn't all I that good say is that. It's Gone. It's the only one. Yeah, yeah exactly. it wasn't. I will <laughs> give you that. It's right, right. Yeah, I know it got improvements with PS5, and that's great. Like it's cool. It's very cool that like the game was not success was not like super successful at launch, but Sony still decided to support that game. Um, that's cool, um, but. Like, that's the only game I can think of that they've released in the last couple of years where I was just sort of, like, mixed on it at the least. I don't even think it's a terrible game. I just think it's, like, painfully generic for, like, most of it or the, more mm. than half of it. And then it gets good at, like, hour 25. But, um, but yeah, you know, it, when you're dealing with the current game space where it, games are regularly $200 million to create $150, $200 million, that's like, crazy. that's not... These, yeah, these are these are exactly these are all, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of times you're think you're looking at three years mm-hmm. minimum minimum to put these games out. Like that's a lot of investment. It's a lot of time that you're asking these people to wait, um, and it's a big risk. So you do kind of have to go big and and get that investment as as much as you can. Um, going small just might not be. It's like when you look at the film industry. Like not to like bring that up, but like, but giant blockbuster films at some point are going to be like that. This was what a lot of people were predicting before COVID is that the Marvel Disney films, like these are going to dominate the theaters. These aren't necessarily bad movies. Mm. Uh, Are we talking about like current day Marvel? Because like I think the TV, like the TV shows right now would have been doing better than the movies because like with what they have coming out for the movies i honestly if it wasn't for the fact that marvel like the mcu is like everything's connected mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't care less about seeing them so like 
They're in like the sure. awkward teenage phase right now. Sure. I'm. I'm. Gonna, I. I. I'm just not gonna like this generation. Like this. This. This phase of Marvel. Like the the TV shows are dope. I'm loving the TV shows right now. But what? 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 Well, the the quality the quality notwithstanding, yeah. like the the these huge these huge productions that are gen, genuinely two hundred fifty million dollars per production, um, or maybe two hundred at the low end. Like those are the ones that they know people are going to go see. So you're going to pack your theater with those. You're not going to pack your theater with a small indie film that like maybe people might like. Um, and that sucks because usually those films are going to be better mm-hmm. than the Marvel films. But it doesn't matter because those the Marvel films are what are is like the four quadrant. Everybody's going to like those movies, and they're guaranteed double, triple, possibly even quadruple the the investment that you've given. And at the end of the day, that's what a business is trying to do, right? Like that's that's what Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. That's what they want at the end of the day is to recoup on investment mm-hmm. ROI. Um, and, and, and to, to your point, James, from earlier, like to, in order to do that, they are going to have to go big on all of these properties and get all of that money back. Like that's the surefire way to do it. And from their perspective, from us, we want everything. We want the big, we want the small, we want the mid-size, um, budgeted features like games. But like from their perspective, they're like, we got to go hard on this. Or else we're not going to get our $500 million or whatever, however much they make on it. Um, that's how I look at it. I just it, The game industry has slowly been becoming the film industry. Like the longer, as the years have gone on, as this that last gen kind of ended and we started shifting into this one, I started seeing the same patterns, the same mm-hmm. sort of things that I saw in the theaters. Um, and, you know... For someone like me who really loves those small experiences, I'm going to get less of those right. uh, now, you know? And yeah. to kind of go back to your point about the Marvel stuff, Chris, um, I don't, I still don't see it's a good idea to focus mainly on blockbusters because what happens when your blockbusters become this phase of Marvel, like you're saying, where it's like, I spend a ton of money on this mm-hmm. and it's huge, but like, I don't really know how I feel about this game. You know, you're not going to get to Endgame without Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So you, you still got to be willing to, like, take that chance. Every once in a while, at least. And I feel like, I feel like Days Gone was not Iron Man. But, like, maybe, like, a solid Thor, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it'll get you there. <laughs> and And so it's like... Yeah. I do understand you want to recoup your investments, but I just don't see the good in... <sighs> Why not all potential like potential risks? Because otherwise, you fall. You risk falling into that trap of like, what I, happens when Ratchet and Clank is not fun? I think what it is is that there there's too much power on like the top end of things. So mm. like these, you know, these these investors, these you know, these people that don't under like understand the vision of you know just like so sort of tying it back to what Roger said about like how it's really becoming really corporate now and like just like the movie industry where mm-hmm. they're pretty much chasing after getting that you know return on investment and it's it's sad to see but at the same time y'all if you're not playing these indie games right now you are missing out on some of like the best storytelling mm-hmm. missing out on some of like the best um like gameplay mechanics, like unique, like you know, you know, James, you said this a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, the, these indie 
developers, like, they have less to work with, so they ha they literally have to go hard in the paint. They have to, you know, uh, figure out a way to make them stand out, mm -hmm. and it, you know, this sort of goes back to, like, the, the whole Nindies, like, you know, when they have, like, these events, sort of look into them. Watch, watch some of these smaller teams, like, put out, like, you know, certified bangers, like, yeah. Our last two game of the years were indie games, so I feel you know. It might be the same this just, year. It might be, yeah, it might be the same this year. So definitely, like, just be on the lookout for some of these games, and we'll definitely talk about it. Like, you know, keep tuning in to Should I Play That. We will, we will definitely, you know, let you know uh, what to look out for. We, you know, we don't just stick to like a certain, you know, genre. Like, I feel like we cover, we cover a fair base on yeah. like yeah, we, we talk, talk about we talk everything. about everything we talk we, about we've everything. talked we've had shows where we talk about pokemon we've had shows where we talk about call of duty uh esports like just like everywhere vr we're all tons of place. vr um so you'll definitely we'll put you on some on on something new we'll definitely put you on something new mm -hmm. so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up for this week um rolling out the red carpet james yo what you got for us this week? Uh, I just want to shout out the indies. I'm I'm feeling that wave right now. Shout out to all the indie developers, um, people that just decide I want to make a game. Go out there and try it. Might fall into something you love. Might make something that's amazing. Put you on the map, and uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about you one day on our show. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's True. pretty much all I got for this week. Roddy, what about you, my guy? Man, if you like uh, what you've heard, go ahead and check us out on Apple Podcasts or any other uh, podcast application. We are pretty much everywhere. SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Um, and give us a like, comment, rating, anything that helps us out. I do know a few of you will be very happy that Chris is back. I did hear uh, people missing you. Uh, oh, so that me? is good. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yes, that, yes. That, that, that it is true. Absolutely. I miss, I miss y'all. Uh, so, yeah. We know. Oh. oh man <laughs> uh, so yeah go ahead and check us out guys we really appreciate you listening All right, so this is should I play that signing out for episode 104 Four? 104 104 you had yeah. it bro I had it <laughs> trust yourself <laughs> and uh, stay beastly drink, drink your water wear your mask do it we'll, ca we'll catch you next time peace <laughs>